Just in the last 12 months, nearly half of Americans have attempted to lose weight. We all have health and fitness goals we want to achieve, and with so many options out there, you need a group of like-minded individuals cheering you on. Welcome to the Weight Loss with Wendy podcast, a podcast where we dig into the reasons we get stuck on our journeys to weight loss, the latest tools and tips we found that really work, and how to truly feel in control around food at a party, at home, and yes, even on vacation. Your host is a life and weight loss coach and a woman who has successfully lost 55 pounds herself. Here to help you succeed, welcome Wendy Crabb. Hi, everybody. This is Wendy Crabb, Weight Loss with Wendy. Welcome to episode five. I'm so glad you're here. What's going on in my world? I'm going to be doing a cooking class today with my dad. It's an Italian cooking class. We're going to learn the chef's mother's ragu sauce. He's from Tuscany and part of the travel group that my husband and I traveled with when we could travel. I really miss traveling, and I'm sure you do too. So this is my way to go there, even from my own home. Today, I wanted to talk about emotional eating. Number one, what is it? Number two, why do we do it? And number three, how to stop doing it. And a tool I use in my program to help you handle negative emotions, discomfort, or food cravings. It all works the same. So emotional eating is when we use food to avoid negative emotions. Emotional eating is the third cause of overeating. The other two are overhunger and overdesire. You may be saying to yourself, that's not me. But if you eat food for any other reason other than to nourish your body, then you are an emotional eater or have some component of emotional eating that you struggle with. You don't have to label yourself that way, but there is something in there that you could probably benefit from. So emotional eating is when we numb our emotions with food. And oftentimes, we don't even realize it or even taste the food we're putting in our mouths. We may feel like it's not within our control, like it's happening to us. It does not mean there's anything wrong with us. It's a habit or a learned behavior in response to our primitive brain, which likes to keep things status quo and not make any changes. Awareness is the key to emotional eating. There's always a thought that causes the emotion that we are trying to avoid. So the emotion may be stress or anger or boredom that we are feeling, which is caused by a thought about a situation or a person. We have a choice whether we continue to think that way or not. We cannot control other people, and a lot of times we don't have control over our circumstances, but we can control how we think and feel and stop the chain reaction of emotional eating. The battle starts when we decide to follow a healthy eating plan and don't do mindless eating anymore. This is called the river of misery, when we have physical and emotional responses when we stop eating so much sugar, breads, and pastas. Nothing has gone wrong. It's part of the process when we stop overeating. This is where we learn how to feel and allow uncomfortable cravings. It can take three to six weeks for your hormones, such as leptin, ghrelin, and insulin that we talked about in episode two, to rebalance, and dopamine, which is the pleasure neurotransmitter, to heal your taste buds and for you to adapt. Sensations we may feel when decreasing sugar and flour include headaches, weakness, physical cravings, urges to overeat, hunger, slight dizziness, or difficulty concentrating. 
Emotions we may feel include deprivation, stress, anxiety, food-focused thinking, self-pity, irritation. It's normal during this time to wonder, why am I doing this? What am I signing up for? Remember, losing weight initially is uncomfortable, but it's temporary. You are already uncomfortable with the extra weight you have put on. So choose this short-term discomfort for long-term gain versus discomfort in an overweight body all the time. It took me about two to three weeks for my body to get adapted to eating less sugar and flour. But then I noticed I had more energy, less cravings for foods that were not on my eating plan. And that was a game changer for me. Making decisions ahead of time, which we talked about in episode four, also helps to manage the cravings and emotions that come up when we don't use food to numb our feelings. Writing down what we will eat the day before is the secret sauce of weight loss. It keeps the parent brain in charge, so when the toddler brain wants to eat the chips and the cookies in the pantry, the parent brain can say, that's not on my eating plan for today. Not that I can't eat that. I can have that tomorrow if I want, but I choose to stick to my eating plan today. This takes practice. You are not going to be perfect at this, and that's okay. So what do we do when we are in the river of misery and having uncomfortable physical sensations as well as negative emotions? Well, we practice allowing the urge to overeat because of emotions or cravings. We let it be there. We breathe it in. We allow the feelings to pass through without judging them or yourself. It usually takes about 90 seconds to allow a craving. It feels like an emergency, but it's just a false alarm. And I'll teach you how to do this towards the end of the podcast. An emotion cannot hurt you. Be willing to experience both positive and negative emotions. During this process, be compassionate with yourself. Take walks, read a book, take a nap, meditate, play with your kids or the animals you have, get out in nature, exercise, or listen to a great podcast or music. Tell yourself this is temporary and soon you will be feeling more energy. You have to be willing to feel uncomfortable before seeing success. As my mentor, Brooke Castillo, said, discomfort is the currency of your dreams. Here are some questions to ask about emotional eating. What are the emotions that you try to avoid having on a daily basis? This doesn't have to be deep. It could just be boredom, especially during the pandemic. When and how often do you normally experience these emotions? How does overeating affect these emotions? How does deciding not to overeat affect these emotions? How do you feel after you've overeaten? How does it affect the emotions you ate to avoid the feeling? What do you imagine your day would be like if you felt these emotions instead of overeating? In my coaching program, I give you tools to help with this and help you discover things you like to do for your well-being besides eating. On my website, I have a video and a PDF tool you can use to help stop food cravings. And the same tool helps you handle negative emotions. And I'm actually going to have you practice this with me in a few minutes. If you're driving, you may want to come back to this later. So here's how to handle discomfort, negative emotions, or reduce food cravings. We all experience discomfort, especially now, in varying magnitudes. Most of us have never been taught how to allow discomfort or any negative emotion for that matter. As children, we were taught to be quiet and suppress our negative emotions and suck it up. And most of us never even learned this skill as an adult either. What happens when we don't allow discomfort or negative emotions? 
We go to food, alcohol, social media, pornography, drugs, shopping, Netflix, etc. to avoid or numb our negative emotions. This is not a problem unless we have negative consequences, like developing diabetes or heart disease because of being overweight, having a closet full of clothes we can't wear, or when we shop so much we create debt. I will teach you a tool that you can use to stop all of the above. This tool is a skill that needs to be practiced. You should practice it at home first before you try it to use it in the moment. This skill can also be used to handle food cravings because what causes food cravings is desire, which is an emotion. Here are five steps to allowing a food craving, discomfort, or any emotion. Number one, stop and become aware of the discomfort. Two, name what you're feeling, whether it's boredom, anger, stress, anxiety, or just general discomfort. Number three, notice where you feel it in your body. Feelings start in our brain from a thought about a situation, and we feel it in our bodies as sensations, such as muscle tightness, a fluttery feeling all over. For me, it's a peach pit in my stomach, jaw tightness, feeling that fight or flight anxiety type feeling. Is it slow moving or fast moving? Is it hard or soft feeling? Dull or sharp? Take a few deep breaths and talk to yourself. Stay still or walk around, it doesn't matter. Tell yourself that nothing is wrong, that you are safe. This is a temporary feeling of urgency and not an emergency. It's a false alarm. Tell yourself you can handle this feeling, it will not hurt you. The feeling or sensation will usually pass within about 90 seconds if you allow it. Take a few deep breaths. Let it go. Feel your body relax. Most likely you will feel better or at least have the feeling not be so intense just with a couple of deep breaths. Repeat this as often as needed. Here's the take-home message. Eating to numb your negative emotions does not make you a bad person. It's a learned habit that you can unlearn with awareness, the right tools, and practice. I am still offering $100 off my six-month weight loss coaching program until the end of November. Why? Because I'm celebrating my three-year anniversary of when I started my weight loss journey of losing 55 pounds over one year and keeping 45 of those pounds off. And my favorite quote by Paul Coelho is, it will work if you forget all the reasons it won't. In other words, focus on the possibility that you can lose weight and keep it off for good. How do you get in touch with me? As always, I invite you to get on a free 30-minute phone call with me if you're tired of struggling with your weight by yourself. Give me 30 minutes of your time and I will show you where you get stuck in your weight loss journey and one solution to overcome it. And I'll give you that on the call. My contact information is in the show notes. I also invite you to join my Healthy Habits 2.0 Facebook group where we support each other in our healthy living journeys. There are recipes, videos, quotes, and inspiring questions to keep you motivated. Don't forget to rate my podcast and write a review. It helps me to get this out to more people. If there's a topic that you struggle with and want me to talk about, you can email me or message me. As always, thanks for listening, and I hope you have a great week. You've been listening to the Weight Loss with Wendy podcast. We're so glad you're here. Connect with us online at weightlosswithwendy.coach and check back weekly for new episodes. Until next time, as Wendy says, we help take the puzzle out of losing weight for good.